Hi everyone and welcome back to a new episode of my podcast. I'm your host Aaliyah and in today's episode I want to talk to you about what is a quite a big hot topic at the moment which is racism, bullying and acceptance. So if that's the type of thing that floats your boat or if you want to know my opinions and my experiences on it, stay tuned. So without you know having to have a PhD in Biosciences and stuff like that. It goes without saying that I come from a South Asian background, and I've never hidden the fact that I come from a Pakistani background. I'm also Muslim, and I'm also female. So three things that I feel are my strengths to somebody who is illiterate and uneducated would be classed as weaknesses. And when I say illiterate and backwards and uneducated, I'm actually talking about the bullies and the people that I encountered along the way. The first time. I actually encountered proper full-on bullying was actually at high school at the hands of my teacher's actual daughter and it was an incredibly difficult chapter in my life to manoeuvre because I was of GCSE age. Now I'll break it down for you for why I was actually bullied or why the bullies I suppose felt that I was a good prime target for being bullied. So Number one, South Asian background. So I'm a Paki. So that's a good enough reason to get bullied. Number two, I'm a Muslim that shock horror wears the hijab. So I'm pretty much in the firing line. So that's two strikes. And for a bully, that's like, well, okay, this is the big one. This, you know, we'll bully this person and, you know, we'll, we'll be the big one around school and everyone will love us and we'll all of a sudden become, you know, the ones that nobody wants to mess with. And then the third strike was the fact that I was ugly and also fat so I guess that's four four out of three doesn't really go and I'm really bad at maths as it is so there was plenty of strikes on my list that made me a prime target to be bullied especially at high school now as a lot of you will know um I've never really been the type that would be an extrovert in terms of boys in particular or men as it would be now as I'm a woman. And that was another reason why I would get bullied because I was quite shy at school. I kept my head down, did my work, didn't necessarily entertain any stupidity. And when I say stupidity, I'm talking about the type of stuff you do behind the sheds at school and then you get caught and get suspended and then your parents get called in. So I never did any of that. So I get... I guess what you could say is I was classed as what back in the day, back in those days in the golden era, um, I was classed as what would be known as a SWAT. Now these days it's called something else, but I was the good kid that didn't really entertain anything bad or if the teachers needed to have something done and needed somebody reliable, they would ask me to do it. I was pretty much a straight A student and yeah, that made me basically a prime target. So if you look at all those factors, yeah, um, Aaliyah was a prime target to be bullied. She was female, she was Asian, she was Muslim, and um, she was what would be classed as clever, and um, she was fat, she was ugly, and, and she had no social skills is what people were thinking because I didn't necessarily hang out at the park after school and things like that because I was so obsessed with reading that I spent most of my time reading which as we know, has worked out in my favour. So I was bullied quite badly. And the thing with my bullying was that the bullies never made it clear why they were bullying me. They used to sugarcoat it. And they used to pretty much run a hate campaign indirectly via other people. And when I approached my school to talk about it and to say I was being bullied, the school basically 
flat out refused to support me or help me because it was one of their employees' child. So they couldn't do anything about it. Now, that's shocking when you think about it. And this was in like 1998. Now, as horrible as this may sound, my head teacher's now passed away. And when I found out she'd passed away, I didn't feel anything in terms of, oh my goodness, she's passed away. I didn't feel anything whatsoever. Is that because I'm a bitch? Maybe, I don't know. But my biggest reasoning was I felt nothing because that episode in my life had made me stronger and at the time showed me exactly what it was that I was capable of and also started to show me a glimpse of what it was that I needed to utilise and make my strengths if I wanted to be actually any bit successful within whatever it is that I wanted to achieve in life. So I would have to be a strong woman. I would have to be a strong Muslim woman. I would certainly need to be a strong South Asian woman. And all these things I would need to do if I actually wanted to take down these people that were going to get in my way. Because the truth is, it isn't just once that you come across these type of people, you do find these bigots all over life, and they will find ways of judging you or ways to say stuff about you, or ways of belittling you with their narrow mindedness, or whatever you want to call it. So whilst this was happening at school, I actually reached out to my home ex teacher, who was also my child development teacher. And I actually expressed my concern, which is I actually was petrified during lunch breaks, and I didn't feel safe at school. And although I was at the time already predicted to get an A in child development and my child development teacher wanted me to become a child psychologist, um, she actually said to me, well, if you feel scared within the school, um, how's about coming and spending your lunch breaks in my room? And we'll say that you're actually catching up on work and things like that. Because I did take time off school. I started pretending I was ill so that I didn't have to go to school. And then the only time that actually stopped is when the bullies literally turned up outside my door. And because they were on the other side of the wall, the police didn't even think they could do anything about it because they're on they're on a public, you know, property. There's nothing we can do about it, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, this is shocking. This is like 1998 slash 1999. And I was absolutely mortified that I felt I had no support from the school, from anybody whatsoever. And that's when I started to get into the idea of alienating myself from the world and potentially reinventing myself and transforming myself into somebody else because obviously the person I was right now wasn't strong enough to deal with everything that was being thrown at them. So when they turned up at my door, I decided that I was best off going to school because there was no escaping them. So they'd come around, they'd knock on and say, they just want to check up on me, make sure I was okay. And it's like, right, that's just intimidation. But try explaining that to a police officer when you're like 15. Um, And then went back to school and then so the home ec teacher said right you're going to be studying your child development work in your lunch breaks and you're going to do it in my room I will be here so I'd like to see them try and come in here and she was fully aware of who the actual bullies were I told her and to be honest her facial expression said it all which is her hands were tied too because it was a colleague how do you take on a colleague because of course the colleague was like it is not my daughter I actually went up to my teacher showed him the notes that had been written clearly they were in his daughter's writing and he outright said not my daughter my children have been raised better wow so talk about denial so that happened and so i spent about a good academic year lunch breaks being with my home ex slash child development teacher and to be honest I didn't see it as a waste because, of course, I did walk away with an A in child development. I know I did not become a child um, psychologist. 
but I got the A and I felt safe. I felt safe at lunch times, which is paramount because if you don't feel safe and the environment that you're in is actually making you uneasy, there is no way you can thrive in it. And I needed to thrive because I needed those GCSEs because as far as I was concerned, getting those GCSEs at a good grade meant I'd get into college, I'd be able to make my career, I'd be able to make something out of myself because I was always motivated. I was just very quiet in my motivation. So got my GCSEs and went to college went to college. At college, it was much better in terms of, I didn't see the bullies, they went to a different college. And secondly, I got to meet a vast, sort of diverse group of people that were all into a similar thing to me, but were all from different backgrounds. And it was amazing because I got to make some really cool friends. And although I'm literally not friends with any of these guys that I went to college with now, it was a really good experience because I got to learn those social skills that I suppose I felt that maybe people were right. Maybe I did lack them because I didn't sort of knock about in the park and things like that after school and because of all the bullying. So got to get to know these people. It was an amazing experience and then went on to university. And that's when I think I came into my own and I owned who I was. I wasn't actually shy about the fact that I came from a South Asian background it didn't hold me back in anything I was studying journalism and there's plenty of South Asian journalists out there I was Muslim didn't hide that either you know there was Ramadan there was Eid it's not something that I hid either and my best friends who are still my best friends now accepted it they didn't even bat an eyelid they didn't they weren't bothered at all about the fact that I was Asian or the fact that I was Muslim or the fact that you know um I was maybe different to the the guys that they've seen around their home cities because they were from outside of the area. And I was finally accepted for who I was. And slowly but steadily, I started to erase the memories in regards to high school and the things that I went through because I was making space mentally for better and more happier memories. And I can remember being at university and actually getting a... Um, a message through um, from one of the girls within the bullying ring and she was like hi is this such and such a person I got your number from such and such and I just thought I'd reach out and say hi and it made my blood run cold for a second because I was thinking to myself are you joking me are you now reaching out at this age to start the cycle all over again? You can naff off, you can. You can F off and you can go jump off a cliff as far as I'm concerned. There is no way this Aaliyah is letting you back in to make me feel at all the way you did back in those days. There is nothing you can do now because I now have this sort of wall of steel around me. I've got real friends now. I've got much more confidence. I'm more self-empowered and there is no way... Little people like you are going to get in and actually do that. So sat there and thought, what do I do? So I thought about it and I thought, do I really want them in my life? The answer was no. Do I really want to give them any of my energy? The answer was no. So I sent a text back saying they had the wrong number. And she sent a message back saying, are you sure? And I sent another message back saying, absolutely, you've got the wrong number. And also, if you're such good friends with this person you're claiming you're good friends with, I'm sure, you know, if you've if she's changed the number, she'll get back in contact with you and, like, let you have her new number. So I never heard from her again. And 
I felt relieved because although I'd closed that chapter in my life and I realised why I went through those experiences of bullying and how I was strong enough to get through the other end because I need to remember and you guys need to remember as well, not everybody is able to tap into that strength and recover. Not everyone is able to tap into that strength and come at the other end. There's plenty of people that go through bullying and it damages them, that damages their lives. It damages them for life. And then you've got these people that are unable to contend with the bullying and end their lives. Bullying is never, ever, ever acceptable. It is never going to be justifiable. You don't like someone, don't deal with them. You don't believe in someone's belief. What the hell has that got to do with you? You don't like the way they look? Oh, well, turn the other way. It's not like you're exactly Pamela Anderson yourself. These are the things that we need to remember, but we don't because for some weird reason, we all feel that we're qualified to judge people. What gives you the qualifications to judge me on my religion, on my race, on my size, on my colour, on my looks? Back when I was 15, I didn't understand that. I wasn't taught how to be confident. I wasn't taught about self-esteem. I wasn't taught any of these things. And as I've got older, I realised that those were the weaknesses within me that actually made me feel small too. So if I'd actually had those in the bag, maybe the bullying episode wouldn't have affected me as much as it did. And now, as a parent myself of two young girls, I do teach them to be more um, confident in themselves, be more self-assertive, Yes, have self-esteem. I do all these things and I know that there is people out there, especially on the school playground, that do think my children are ballsy. That's fine. That's your opinion. It doesn't really matter to me as a parent. And I certainly would rather have ballsy kids that can stick up for themselves and that are confident and know what it is that they stand for than have a child that is going to let other people control how they feel about themselves. My bullying episode didn't kill me. It did, in the end, make me stronger. It showed me exactly what it was that I was capable of, but it wasn't an experience I would want anybody to go through, never. And I was bullied by women. And when you look at things now, you look at all these ideas of sisterhood and all these type of like pro-feminine things. And then when you look at how many girls are bullied by girls, it's shocking. But we don't necessarily want to talk about this because I suppose it's actually challenging the idea that even young girls are very, very bitchy. And that is the truth of it. And what's even more shocking is when some parents build up the courage to challenge the parents of the bully, the parents just instantly go into denial. And when I see that, it's like, oh, my God, my teacher did that. He went into instant denial over everything. Step back from being a parent for one minute and show your humanity. You don't need to always support your child to be a good parent. You need to be able to call their ass out. If they're being a bully, call them out on it. There's been many a times when my children have done wrong and even the school have approached me and said, right, we've caught them doing this. We've caught them saying this. Right, we're doing this. This is what they need to now face. These are the consequences. And I've said, do it. Why? Because they need to be called out on it. They need to face the consequences. If you want to raise strong human beings, you need to teach them also about consequences. If they call somebody a name, they need to understand what the consequences of that is. Not just you saying, right, you can't go on your Xbox tonight, love, because you did this at school. No, what's that going to fix? What exactly is that going to fix? You need to sit down and have that conversation. We need to talk about why bullying is wrong. We need to talk about prejudices. We need to talk about how we cannot go around judging other people just because they're different to us. All these things come under, in my opinion, parenting. And if you're not a parent right now, your opinions are likely to be based on how you were parented. 
it's a chain, it's a cycle. And if you're in the wrong cycle, you need to challenge that cycle and you need to break free from that cycle because we need to raise humans that show humanity. The world is a quite a nasty place at the best of times. You've got wars going on, there's famine, there's all sorts of things going on. We do need to raise better humans or humans that are going to be able to contend with things and be able to stand up and say, right, that's wrong. You shouldn't have done that to that child. I'm saying it's wrong. I'm going to hold myself accountable for holding you accountable, and that's wrong. These are the type of children we need to be raising. Yeah, we need to raise warriors. I'll say it out loud. We need to give them a warrior-like mentality so they feel strong enough to stand up to others too. Now, I'm not saying everyone needs to raise children that are going to literally start taking law into their own hands or taking school rules into their own hands, but we need to teach them about accountability. We need to teach them about all these things that inevitably are going to be a part of, of their lives forever. And when your children start jobs, you're not going to be able to sort of stand there and say, hey, I'm going to go to work with you. And when there's a problem, I will let your boss know this is what happened. I will, in a way, take accountability because you can't do that. So why not equip your children with the skills that they actually need now rather than struggling in the long run? We've all got to live together and coexist on this planet. Teaching your children basic skills to be able to live on this planet should be a core thing that we all do regardless. Regardless of your colour, your, um, you know, your religion, your nationality, all of that. None of it matters. We've got to coexist. Teach your children skills that will help them coexist. Teach your children it's not just the bully that's wrong, it's also the enablers that are wrong. It's also the children that don't necessarily back up the child that's being bullied when a teacher comes along and says, have you seen something? The children that go quiet, not because they're fearful, but because they don't want to lose a friend. That's no friend you want. If they're a bully, you certainly don't want to be on the other end of their bullying if, you, if the things change and it all turns on you. I could go on and on about this subject because it is something that I feel really, really strongly about. But I feel that there's so much in the media at the moment about bullying, about harassment and about prejudice that there's so many different avenues out there for us to collect information and for us to process that I don't feel I need to go, go on about it anymore. I just wanted to share it from my point of view and how I managed to come out the other end. That's not to say my mental health did not take a battering during that process because it did. But I found ways of counterbalancing it and moving on. Not everybody does that. Like I've said before, not everyone will be able to do that. And I wouldn't want to be the parent of a child that is unable to talk to their parents about things, is unable to understand what accountability is, is, is one of those children that judges other children for the lunch they're having or the lunch box they're carrying or the colour of their parents or anything like that. I, I wouldn't want to be that parent. I wouldn't want to be their parent. And looking back on my childhood, I don't think I was as proud of who I was as my children are proud of who they are. And one of the prime examples of this is, you know, my children now, um, they take leftovers to school, part of their lunches. And when I was a youngster, that would never, ever, ever have happened because I was so embarrassed by this because children were like, ooh, that smells, that's, what's that, is that curry, blah, blah, blah. And it, it was like, it was a nasty cycle. And I would never have done that because of that, because it just would have increased the bullying along the lines. 
and when I say I was bullied at the age of like 15 um there was little like minor episodes of bullying throughout life at school but not as big as when I got to 15 but now my children they take their leftovers to school and they'll take their leftover like rice dishes so they might take palau they might take biryani um you know some days they might take like a you know a pitta filled with leftover like grilled kebabs and stuff like that they have quite to be honest they have quite amazing lunch boxes for children and it's because they're confident enough to say yeah this is what we eat at home yeah this is part of who we are yeah this this is it and you know the youngest said to me once mommy i don't want to take this to school and i just looked at her thinking wow has it already started and she goes i don't want to take it because everybody in the class wants it too and i thought wow that's actually quite a good thing however you're taking it today and no i am not going to make it and send it for everyone at school because that's going to take way too much time but i do believe that with the right skill sets we can raise better human beings and i honestly hope my children's strength is also going to rub off on other children around them because i don't want just my children to excel i don't want to be the only one that excels i don't want to be the only one that does well in life i want everybody else to do well in life i want all those other kids to excel in life i want us all to do it together it's not just me there's no i in team as the saying goes it's about all of us together but it does start with humanity it starts with acceptance so if we can get those in order i think we're on to a winner and with that guys i'm going to wrap up this episode of my podcast As always, if you've liked what you've heard, please don't forget to like, share, subscribe and follow because the more people we can actually reach with these messages that we've got, the more transformations we can actually inspire and we can do it together. So until the next episode, guys, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye.